I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. This is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine, live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Brought to you in part by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. By Schneider Downs. Discover the value of big thinking with a personal focus at SchneiderDowns.com. By ST Bank, proudly serving our community since 1902. STBank.com. By First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC. And by Iron Workers Local Union Number 3. They don't go to the office, they build it. Welcome back to our final hour here, uh, live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. I'm Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson, except no others as imitations. One more hour, and then we're on the road back home to watch the Combine. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> beginning to look here like Omar Khan is not going to make it over to us today. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but he did speak yesterday, uh, and I was part of those uh, conversations uh, and, um, he, uh, he said that, um, basically, you know, he was asked obviously about the quarterback situation and he said, look, we're going to explore all avenues in terms of acquiring additional quarterbacks. We're going to, mm-hmm. he said, we keep three every year. You take four to camp. Yep. These and are, these are just, that's going got, to happen. We've right. got one under contract. Right, so, so yes, we're going to, to do. we're going to explore all options. We've had those conversations. Um, internally, and he said, "That's that's my that's my job. That's what we do. It's mm-hmm. it's we can't just say, oh, we're just going to draft two quarterbacks and be happy with it. Or we're going to, of course not. We're going to go into free agency. Or we're going to make this trade, and not, they're not going to say that stuff. Uh, but he did say, I still very much believe in Kenny Pickett as a starter. I'm I'm, I'm Arthur Smith likes Kenny Pickett, and mm-hmm. I want to see what Arthur Smith can bring out of Kenny Pickett here in year three. And at the same time, he said they've already had they've opened some conversations with." Uh, the, the agent for Mason Rudolph, he says, look, they, we've, we've told them we would like him back. Mm-hmm. They know we want him back. At the same time, I understand that they want to go out and explore their options because why would you? You're two weeks away. Oh, it's yeah. knocking on the door. Right? You're, right, you're right here. You might as well go out and see, you know, wait, what else is available? Maybe somebody maybe somebody was bowled over by what, what Mason Rudolph did at the end of last season and they feel like he's the answer. Mm-hmm. You don't know. If you're Mason's... Or they want him in the mix. Or no, they want him in the mix. Or to be yeah. more than Steelers would, or who knows. Um, frankly, if you've been listening to Drive, these are kind of what we've been telling you guys since the end of the season. Is I don't see any shocking statement no. or anything that he said that just kind of affirms exactly how we thought, You know that they do still have a lot of hope for Pickett. We had a really good conversation earlier today with Paul Kohersky right next to us talking... You know, he's a Titans guy. He was right. talking about Tannehill and his ability to mentor and what he's like as a person, as well as Arthur Smith's scheme with, with the Titans and what he's like as a person. And I think it all fits quite well with where Pickett's at. I think Rudolph would be a wonderful 
adjustment as well. If it's not Tannehill, I think there's some other names like Brissett that are interesting and um, there are some options. I, I don't expect there to be a tidal wave type move. Though. No, I don't, I don't expect that either because they're going to give Kenny Pickett every opportunity mm-hmm. to show in a different offense, a different offense, if he can do it or not. People are act. People are acting like the book has been written on Kenny Pickett. Right. And the Steelers, they're do, very high on him. The Steelers, he's like, look, we've, we've seen a lot of good things from Kenny. Are there things that, that he has to improve on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody's saying he's a finished product. Some people are acting like he is a finished product, and that's not the case. And in, in this circumstances, I think what's fair to him is to give him a chance in the new system, yeah. too. I mean, a real chance. He may not even win the starting job. I mean, right. there's a chance that he's the second best quarterback at camp. But, I mean, you're, not, but you're, you're not signing more. You're not signing a Russell Wilson. I don't think and so. bringing him in here because Certainly he's not a cousin because he's going to want guarantees that he's going to be the starter. Yeah. Unless someone is a phenomenal player. I mean, like the Chargers are trading Justin Herbert or something bonkers. Yeah. I don't know who that's a re- realistic option. Would you say you're the you're the guy? Yeah. You know, an, un, no competition. QB one. And I don't care what. Or whose rankings you happen to look at. Um. Nobody's ranking Russell Wilson higher than 15. Yeah, right, right, right. 18, somewhere Got a little better as the season went on. Nobody's ranking Justin Fields higher than 15, 18. Right, 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 right. They all have their questions, and you would hope Fields at least is improving. You'd hope Wilson's holding on for dear life. I mean, he's not improving. No, right. He's not going to get better. He's not going to get better. Whereas that's what they see with Pickett, like okay, we we His think best can, days might be ahead. We can he can still get to that, point. Mm-hmm. and they have stuff invested, but he's not a big cap hit or anything like that either. You, you're not concerned with the cap situation. Um, no, I, deep down, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be the starting quarterback in Week One. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean if, if I had right to now. put five dollars down right now, who's yeah. who's the guy? Uh, it's going to be Kenny Pickett. Yeah, but uh, there's going to be a name in camp. I mean, it's not. It's going to be. You know, true backup, nobody types. Yeah. You know what I mean? It might be, t- what you know, what if they went out and they re-signed Mason Rudolph and still brought in a Tannehill? That's actually a conversation I've been wanting to have, too, is can you, yeah, it'd be nice to draft one, but the chances of you landing a Rattler or a Pratt in round three or four, there's only a couple of those names. Yeah, and you're spinning go the wheel on that. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go into the draft saying we have to get them or whatever. But if you went with three, and one of them was Tannehill in particular, I don't, you know, Arthur was talking about this earlier. It's like, those veteran guys know the system. He doesn't need the practice time that most do, yeah. you know, and he'll be fine. He still may shoot, end up being the best player. If you were to sign Tannehill, would he even hardly play in the preseason? Probably not. There's probably enough. For it. It's different than the last three-man competition you would have because Tannehill's established enough that, the two of them could handle the bulk of the reps in the preseason and stuff, and you'd still have a pretty good idea what the bird in the hand is in Tannehill. And how many teams played more than two quarterbacks last year? It's funny. We mentioned that we were hoping Omar was going to come on. One of my first questions was going to be, two years ago, 69 quarterbacks started in the league. Last year was slightly under. Do you think the league is going to start spending more resources on second and even third string quarterbacks? Yeah, I think there were like 11 or 12 quarterbacks that played all – 17 games last year. That's it. Period. And okay. there were still 60 quarterbacks to play. Was it 60? Yeah. 60 plus, whatever it ended up being. I mean. Like, I think the Steelers have been doing a long time, but I think more teams are going to keep three. 
you know, and that third guy is not going to be a throwaway seventh round pick that no one's ever heard of. Yeah. You get, they, they play so much anymore. Yeah. So yeah. if you had three of them that are starter capable, take three bites at the apple. I don't hate that strategy. Especially if you feel like your roster is good mm-hmm. and is a roster built to compete overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't want to go be in a situation like the Vikings were last year where all of a sudden they're, they're better than what people thought they were going to be. Then they lose cousins and then it's just, okay, this guy this week and that guy next week and this guy, because you're just hoping mm-hmm. you're trying to string enough together to win games. Yeah. No, that's a nightmare. I mean, they're the perfect example is they had no backup plan. They had for, no plan for whatsoever. Not trading for Dobbs and yeah. every week it's somebody different. And I think if the Steelers took that three-headed approach, considering the names that have been thrown around, I don't think any of them are that level player, you know, where it's just, boy, we can't win with him. But I do think one worry would be is, and Tomlin would handle this just fine, the whole world's calling for number two because number one's below average. Not horrible, but he's below average. So let's go look at the next guy is. And then, look, well, he's below average too. Let's go look at the third guy is. And you don't want to get in that situation and the – the fans chanting for the backup, whoever the backup is, just because they're the backup. Stuff <laughs> but like that, that stuff is, yeah. you know, then Tomlin can handle that stuff. I mean, yeah. he's been doing it his whole life. You know? Charlie Batch, I, I love Charlie Batch. Yeah. Uh, great guy, known Charlie for a long time. Mm-hmm. And people act like Charlie Batch um, is right there with, like, Jeff Hostetler in terms of, oh, he came in and won us. It's like five and three as a starter. Yeah. Steve Young behind Montana or Eight career right. starts as a Stealer. Yeah. Oh, he's the best backup in Steelers history. Is he? Started eight games. He was more than adequate. <laughs> you hope those guys aren't out there a lot. You can make right? the argument that it might be Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Who's now like eight, four, and one as a start. Oh, is son, a backup. Right. Yeah. Um, what name did you give us there? <laughs> or Ben, was a ben Roethlisberger, yeah. that one game that he was a backup. Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, but, you know, what are you asking your backup to do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's the big thing here. And, and, um, Paul implied too that you know a Tannehill would be a a good mentor type guy too that you know he wasn't didn't do cartwheels to do that for Willis but he also explained himself as that my job is to win games here too you know right. but if you realize but it's not like he was adverse to it in any way shape or form you know a guy like Brissett has done plenty of that that wouldn't be Rudolph's role I mean he's right. he's going to be here to compete you know but I do think there's value in that having that coach on the field type guy. No doubt. And, and, you know, I, I think the relationship between those guys um, also comes into play. You know, how much how do they mesh together? Mm-hmm. And, and in that regard, Charlie was a, a good backup. Yeah, right, right. Uh, you know, I'm, Left yeah, I'm, Kratkowski. I'm not, yeah, right, I'm not right, ripping right. on Charlie at all. Oh, I think Charlie, those guys have a lot of value. Charlie had a lot of value and did what he was supposed to do in those situations. And he was a good sounding board yep. for Ben. And we'd never know how valuable all three of those guys were to Ben, you right. know, and all three of them are still working in football for a living. You right. Know, yeah, this, <laughs> you know, like they're, they were a lot of quarter backup quarterbacks do that stuff. Cause they end up being coaches or analysts and, or, you know, yeah. that type of thing. So Cause they've sit and watch the game differently mm-hmm. than, you know, it's good for a good young quarterback. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if they draft one too, he's going to be, should be all ears as well. Um, another safety hitting the market here, Matt. Yeah. Kevin Byard uh, released or is going to be released by the Philadelphia Eagles. They, they traded, a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, and Terrell Edmonds. All for Byard. For Byard to at get the ten, deadline. 10 games out of him last year. Yeah. Well, and they thought they were a contender. They, won the, first, they won the first couple of games, and then it kind of went downhill for them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So you, you rented this guy, 75 tackles, an interception, three pass defenses uh, for Kevin Byard last year. They won the first. For the whole season. Yeah. For, uh, no, for the, uh, just, just with, with the, just with the Eagles. Eagles. So he averaged basically seven and a half tackles per game. A um, little bit older, mm-hmm. but he's been a, a, a highly skilled, high, highly competitive. Uh, he's had a great career. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a stretcher where he was a, one of the best safeties in the league. I think those days are probably gone. But I also don't think he'd be as expensive as he thought a year or two ago. If either. you bring him in to be Robin to Minka Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. that would have some attractiveness. I would also have some a- attractiveness to Edmonds as the three. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he'd be expensive at all at this point in his career. Kind of a throw in in that trade. Um, he's not going to make that would actually kind of be kind of funny if you signed Bayard and Edmonds. <laughs> and you two, the two were guys, for you each guys other, were yeah. traded for each other last year. And yeah, um, you know, but I do <laughs> think they're going to sign a safety. Well before the draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you bring in a, a guy, another guy there. And, I'd only uh, be into a one-year deal for Byard, though, at his age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The age of defense concerns me a little bit. No, there's no doubt, but he but, is a – But you want another safety to get on the market. Yeah. And, it, again, maybe somebody signs him instead of signing one of the – The guy you want. Yeah. Right. So that, uh, that, that class is more interesting uh, by the day here. Yes. Yes, and yes, yes. I saw, like the group of safeties um, a lot. The uh, Saints releasing uh, – uh, are going to release May. Uh, Marcus May. Marcus May as well. Another safety hit. Put another one on the market. Yeah. Yep. And there'll be plenty more. There, there's always safeties on the market Yeah, that you can get by with. I, I'd like them to do better than get yeah, by. Yeah, more than get right, by. Yeah. I mean, but if you... Uh, but again, they flood the market, if, it brings if, down the price. You've got the best one in the league. Mm-hmm. So you can build around that. You don't need to, to sign another guy who's the best one in the league. No. You yeah. don't need to spend $18 million on another safety. You've already got that guy. I look at a guy like Gilman from the Chargers, yeah. who was a late-round pick, hasn't made a ton of money, ascending, 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 sign him to a two-year deal. He's in your number two, real-quality player, versatile. And there's seven or eight of those out there right now. Uh, also uh, in the news today is that Caleb Williams is not doing any medicals here. He isn't. He's going to do the medicals on his team visits. Wow. Because he might only go to one. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, right. More and more, when the team visits start, yeah, usually in that last month of uh, after it's after the the pro days. It's, so you're looking at that. You're last, not allowed to do it. It's in now. April, basically that whole that stretch in April. So this only affects the he's bears. He's turning though. me off more and more. I hear you with saying. the attitude, like he's acting like he is Andrew Luck, and he is not Andrew Luck. No, he is no, not a not. generational talent. I agree. I mean, he's a very good prospect, but he's if you're the Bears, though. You want to trade Fields soon, yes, and you want to draft Williams. But what if something medical pops up between now and then? Well, okay, then I'll take uh, J- Daniels maybe. But well, I mean, if you already well, I guess you could pivot off to one of the others yeah. or trade the pick still. But you would hope. That, I would. This implies to me you're not going to trade the pick though if you if you've already jettisoned Fields. I mean, unless you went to like three, right? Yeah, right, right. right. Um, this implies to me that the Bears and Williams. Know they're going to be married. Well, I think that's the, no that's, the assumption that's, that Ca- the assumption. that's the assumption that Caleb Williams is working on right now. And mm-hmm. I don't know that he's the number one prospect. Yeah. I think I think him and the Bears must think they are. But okay. as we find out in every combine, once you get poked and prodded by 9,000 doctors, there might be something medical that he doesn't even know about yet. Right. You know, like I always go back to Maurice Hurst. Kinstreak shows up and finds out he has a fractured foot. Yeah. Maurice yeah. Hurst had a heart issue. Yeah. You know, that dropped him from a first round pick to a fifth round pick. I mean, so that's a big leap of faith to say, I know I'm 100% medical. That's what I'm getting out of that. Yeah. 
I just uh, I just don't want to get poked and prodded by a hundred doctors. I don't get poked by prodded by one teams. Yeah, that I understand, but the timing's rough. I just don't know that he is a surefire slam dunk. Oh boy, this guy's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be. I, I don't know that he's that. I don't know that he's that either. But I think the Bears believe he's that. So for this decision, what's the difference? Did you hear the? Did you see the the Harrison decision? No, he's not going to work out at all. Well, I knew that for anybody. For anybody. For anybody yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm just concentrating on football stuff. Which, if you're the best out there, you can get away with that. Yeah. I don't think if you're the third receiver, you can get away with well, that. Well, I think, you know, Lamar refused to run a 40. Yeah, those things right. happen yeah. here and there. But he's not going to do anything. I'm not going to yeah. do a drill. I'm not going to jump. Because I am spending all my time between now and then running routes and working on my hands and doing football stuff. And nowadays, too, I'm sure there's videos from the Ohio State weight room with yeah. him doing obscene things. You know, he was like number two on the freaks. Well, list. You know, let's, right. let's uh, obscene. <laughs> <laughs> we have to watch how we word that a little bit there. Come on. <laughs> but I, I was asked the other day, like, do you think this is going to be a trend that, that <sighs> players are going to say? And that's why we're talking about the Williams thing. Or some players are just going to say, I am not working out at all. Zero. And, or somebody I was saying, I'm not doing medicals unless I'm in your building. I know they have more power than ever, and these NILs, they have some money in their pocket, and the world's changing, but... This, this is, is still a job interview. It's still a job interview. This, this is different than McCaffrey not going to the bowl now game. You're, now you're, putting, you're taking yourself, and you're putting yourself above. I'm so much better than everybody else. I'm so else great, right. That I don't need to do that. That's for the peons. Mm-hmm. That that bothers me. That, that that kind of attitude would bother me if I were taking that player. There's a couple is he going to do that in your locker room? And try to hold himself above everybody else. Right. Especially after he has some success and a lot more money and prestige. And he's the biggest guy on campus. I mean, it always bothered a lot of people that Elway wouldn't play for the Colts. Or Eli wouldn't play for the Chargers. You know, like, I'm the first overall pick, but I'm not going to that team. I mean, that was groundbreaking at the time, too. It worked out for both. Yeah. Yeah. But it just, to me, it just sends the wrong message in in what is the ultimate team sport. Agreed. Agreed. No, like there's, there's 22 guys who are 22, uh, 21 other starters. Uh, and you're going to put yourself on that pedestal before you've played it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's like, uh, I forget who it was. Clausen showing up at Notre Dame as a true freshman in the limo. Like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? There, yeah. Yeah. How'd that work out for him? Right. Not so great. Not so Golden great. boy coming to the dome <laughs> to save the day. Imagine trying to do that and say, oh, I don't know. West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just pull up at the tractor at West Virginia, right? Then you'd be and Wes is over there nodding his head. <laughs> the John Deere <laughs> thresher. But it's a crazy time in scouting. I mean, with all the oh. transfers, all the stuff, I mean, the money these guys have, we're going to have a lot of these instances the next couple of years. With the transfer with stuff, ideas. the transfer stuff's interesting in that, you know, when we, were, when we were talking with Max about it yesterday, he says, you know, they, when they're doing the FBI background checks and they're going back and talking to your fourth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. If you've transferred a few times, now you're open. You're, well, this, this, these guys, they don't like. They thought he was bad. They didn't like him. Or where that's that place. They but there's did, more. There's more there's input. There's way more input. Than, yeah, yeah. So now you're getting. You know, maybe you have a better relationship with the guys at LSU than you. You know, Jaden Daniels say. than you did at the guys with the guys at Arizona. Some teams will never say anything bad about right. a player. They'll tell you all the information. The liaison. I was actually the, the liaison for like two minutes. That's why I got the Browns job. <laughs> but but the liaison is in charge of the, all the NFL scouts that come in. You, you get them set up with the, 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 all the right things and you, you present them information. You spend some portion of your day answering questions. 
And a lot of liaisons will not ever say anything negative. And right. you know that going in there. Like, you could say, well, what happened here? I'm like, well, I'm, we're not going to tell you that. Or yeah. whatever, you know. So if, if you can go Auburn and Oregon on Bo Nix, or any example, there's tons of right. them now. Well, there's one more mouth ta- you know, telling you something. Yeah, you these know? guys might say he's he's the greatest thing ever, and they but you say that about every player. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the other place, and you go, well, there was this that we didn't like. His teammates weren't big on this about him, yeah. but he's a good kid overall, blah, blah, blah. You know, right. Yeah. But it's, it's just one more resource. Yeah, so I just wonder how, how much that affects this. Again, you have way more information. Uh, I, I've been saying all that. week that if someone writes the history of scouting <laughs> in 2050, this is going to be the Wild West time. And they're going to be like the oh. COVID years and the transfer years were – a really odd time Guys in scouting playing history. six and seven years of college football. Yeah. Like, and finally next year we're out of the whole, there won't be any more COVID designations. Yeah. For thank the goodness. I, you know, the, I, I, I hate, I'm, I'm watching a player and I really like the player. And then I start looking into him. I'm like, Oh, well he's 25, 25. No wonder he looks like he's a boy, a man playing with boys. He yeah. is. <laughs> if he's a guard and he's 25 years old against a 19 year old. Yeah. He should probably win. It used to be, you just had to worry about that with like the BYU guys. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. now it's, you know. Everybody, right. So, after this year, it gets a lot cleaner. Yeah. There's still the transfers and that stuff, but there won't be the age discrepancies. Absolutely. And a lot of people think the bottom of the draft will go back to being better. The last couple of years have been bad at the bottom I, of the I draft. I think the bottom will get deeper mm-hmm. next year. Um, There's some normalcy. Yeah, the NIL has changed as one. Well. I, I don't begrudge those guys making some money. No. Um, and that's really hurt the juniors coming out. Yeah. I mean, why, if I go back in my senior year and make money, Maybe win national title, maybe increase my stock. That's a lot better than making nothing and doing, the, you know, rolling dice. Absolutely. Or you know, I blow Getting my knee injured, out. And yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah. Now at least I've got something in the bank. I at least made something. Some risk got something worthwhile. Out of this. Yeah. Let's get to a break. He All is right. the Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh. We are live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis, and we will be back with more right after this. Is continuing coverage of the 2024 NFL Combine live from Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is the Matt Williamson. We are live here at the Indian in the, uh, Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis uh, for the uh, Scouting Combine. I don't know what's going on with my microphone. Uh oh. Um, anyways, uh, we were talking at uh, the kickoff the last segment before we went down the rabbit hole and all the other stuff about uh, Omar Khan's uh, media availability yesterday. And uh, was we didn't asked get very about, far on that. Huh? Yeah, he was asked about many other things other than the quarterback situation. <laughs> then the one question, yeah. Yeah, uh, obviously that dominated the conversation a little bit, but uh, as one would expect. Uh, but he was also asked, uh, for example, about uh, Cam Hayward's situation. He goes, look – First of all, Hayward uh, tweeted out on social media or put out on his social media on Instagram or whatever that he had uh, a surgery okay. recently. Uh, and uh, Omar said, look, we, you know, we, we want Cam back. We want him to be a part of this. We're not interested in moving on or anything like that. We've talked about that earlier right, in the week. Right, that's not uh, He said, but we have to, we, you know, we know he's going to be 35. We've got to be smart about how we handle this. Um, so, you know, he doesn't need to take – a bunch of practice snaps and OTA sessions or training camp sessions. Yeah. In fact, he could probably teach the defense to everybody else. Oh, yeah. that, that's great. I mean, we've seen less and less from him in those types of situations, yeah. which is smart. And I would think this year you really almost say, I don't even need you in training camp period. 
I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe some individual stuff or it, that type it, of thing. It might even be during, you know, he, he was taking days off th- throughout the season. Obviously, he was dealing with multiple injuries mm-hmm. last coming year. Coming off a big injury. Yeah, right. coming off a big injury. Uh, you know, if that's more of the norm, um, I'm okay with so that. So be it. I think that should be. As shows up on Sundays. Right. And, and if, if it becomes a problem, if week after week he's not the player he was, well, then maybe you ramp it back up. But I think you go in with bubble wrap in mind. But the other beautiful thing about that, and this is something that they were able to do with Ben Roethlisberger as well, when he got later into his career, uh, you know, when you bring in, you have younger guys there, you use those practice reps for those guys. Exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. And they benefit from it, and he benefits from the rest. Mm-hmm. And he's also coaching them up to some degree. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be involved. He'll be right on top of them, even if he's not in pads that day. Yeah. Uh, he was also oh, that's asked, a great way of handling it. He was also asked about the uh, Najee Harris 50-year uh, uh, option yeah um, that they, you know they'll, they'll have to decide by early may if they're going to pick that up uh he said you know it's we're gonna we, uh, we have to talk about arthur we're with arthur smith about that if he fit the offense i have to believe that's a, a yes i tend to think so too i mean the only small stumbling block i could even envision is smith does run a lot of outside zone and that's not Najee's specialty but I think you've probably had this conversation before he was hired, and yeah. I bet he runs less outside zone. And it's not that Najee can't do it either, you know. And the, right. the price tag's very friendly. Yeah, uh, he was also asked about Broderick Jones mm-hmm. and being a left tackle, and uh, he said, you know, we feel Broderick Jones is a left tackle. Uh, you know, he started at right tackle this past season, but we drafted him to be a left tackle. Eventually, he's going to be our left tackle. Which I'm fine with. I, I mean, I know players want to be a left tackle. There's a yeah. little bit of distinction there. There's a little bit of presti- you know, prestigiousness there. That's not even a word. Um, a little bit of prestige. Prestige. That's the one I was looking for. The issue, as currently constructed, is Dan Moore seems way, way happier on the left side. Well, Mike Tomlin was asked about that at his okay. season end in press conference. He said, you know, could, you, could those two guys flip-flop? Could Dan mm-hmm. Moore go to right tackle and Broderick Jones go to left tackle? He said, well, Dan Moore's way better on the left side. Yeah, so it makes me think you are in the market for a right tackle. Yeah. yeah I mean, all of a sudden, there's the starting right tackle might not be on the team. Yeah, and, well, there's a few right tackle. Few in the draft. few right tackle prospects in this draft. Yep, that are, should be sitting there around yeah. 22. I think that's a really appealing spot. Of course, it could be another direction, but I think if I put a chip down on March 1st, what position would the Steelers pick at 20 would be a tackle? Yeah. I mean, it's um, rare to be, have this choice, so you grab it. In a right tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which the guys in this mix are pretty much all right tackles. Just so happens. Just so happens. I right. mean, Alts could play. Well, I mean, he's not going to be a stealer. He, yeah, him, he, and, uh, him and. Rashanu. Uh, Rashanu, I'm not even counting. But the other guys are much more right than left. Yeah. But if I'm if I'm looking at this group this year, mm-hmm. and now you start to, okay, could, could uh, you know, Leighton. That would be wonderful. Could 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 he be a, a stealer? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think the chances are, you know, it, the more to prohibit that is he might go eighth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. So does that? You know, it used to be the left tackles always went higher. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case? Slightly, but not really. Yeah. I mean, like Penny Sewell was a left tackle. They turned to the right, and he's probably never going back. Yeah. He's one of the best two or three tackles in the league. Um. It still exists, but to me, it's not going to stop. I don't know the Bengals are deep, need a right tackle. There's plenty of teams, the Giants. There's plenty of teams that right tackles as big a need as any. I mean, I, ideally, if that. if Latham or Fawaga are there, 
You just mm-hmm. you just go turn. I it think in. that's an easy one, right? Yeah, you just go turn it in, and we'll see what they think of. And they're uh, plug and play guys. Yes, in We're, terms of being I, ready week one. I yeah. think if it's Mims or Guyton, who are both also right tackles, you think they could take like a Broderick Jones pass? That might take some time. Yeah, agreed. Guyton looks; they both look like left tackles, but they both have only really played the right. Right. But you want them on the right, so what's the difference? Yeah. You know, even if they have a left tackle skill set in terms of their agility. Um, Guyton, to me, is not a glass-eater, right-tackle type like a Latham is. Although he's huge. He's humongous, though, yeah. right. And I mean, usually so that, much to work with there. Yeah, usually your your right-tackle is the bigger guy because you're going to run behind mm-hmm. him more often. That's why, to me— I'd be fine with any of those, so we'd smash. And I think there'll be two or three available. Uh, you know, Broderick Jones wants to be a left-tackle. I get it. But he's such a good run blocker. The thing is, let's say you take Mims or Guyton. Does Broderick Jones start the season at right? And more is your left yeah. until those guys are ready. And then you make two changes, which I don't love. That's or, the, that becomes the problem. Or do you sign a right tackle to $4 million a year? I, that see, can I, at can't, least, I can't see going that route. As I say, that's, that's a total placeholder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like better than LaRaven Clark type. Yeah. I, can't, I don't I can't think that's where you spend your money. Is. Yeah. And a first round pick. And a first round pick. Yeah. Right. I don't think so. Because you, you already have placeholders on your, on your mm-hmm. roster. Dan Moore is the placeholder. Made, do they like Dylan Cook enough that he could be the week one starter until round one guy is ready? That seems like a leap of faith. Yeah. Now you know? you're now you're you're benching your left tackle to move your your right tackle over, and mm-hmm. you're inserting a a young guy into that spot. All right. So uh, that, that's the that's the puzzle. That's asking a lot of Broderick though. Yeah. To be like, hey, I want you to play right tackle until the first round pick here's is ready. The, here's the interesting thing though. So last year, if you remember, throughout training camp. Roger Jones rarely took snaps on the right side. It was all on the left side. When he got inserted in the lineup, I was really shocked that they plugged him on in the right, right side. Because right, yeah. right. yeah. he hadn't really done it. We watched all those snaps. He was never a right tackle. Yeah. And which shows how immensely talented he is. Yeah. You know, that he was as good as he was as a rookie. That's a position that always struggles as a rookie on the wrong side. Yeah. The idea is to get your best five on the field, regardless mm-hmm. of how you do it. So I'm really interested in it so far away. But first mini camp up until, does he just to take all reps at left tackle. You know, at this point of his career, is he practicing to be a left tackle for the next 12 years? Yeah. And you'll just figure out right somewhere along the line. Who knows? Yeah. Um, then, you you know, you look at... And they somebody. don't have a guard that could bump out, or you know, there, there isn't a, a real placeholder in the mix right now. You look at some of the other guys that, that are available there. I mean, maybe a Blake Fisher... Mm-hmm. If you if you if you let's say you go, if you're not going round one. Let's say you go center or cornerback in round one. Mm-hmm. I think Fisher's more of a third round pick, right? And it's coming out of. It'd be the, really nice if Dan Moore could play right though. Yeah, because if I, I can't just throw a third round pick in there and say you're a starting right tackle, sink or swim. That's the problem. Because yeah. I don't want to spend money on one either. Yeah. So or you make at that first. Guy, I get it. You make that that third round tackle is your project, mm-hmm. and you say, okay, we're, we're not planning on playing you all year long. Dan then Moore, Broderick's your right. Dan Moore's the is the left. Broderick's the right, and you make that move next year. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could, or mid season if there's an injury. Or, or if there's an injury, then yeah. you make the make the switch. But otherwise, you you know you stick with that plan. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate that Moore seems like a left tackle only. Yeah, in this instance, because eventually he's probably just your two, and, and, and he maybe can't of, even be the swing guy if your right guy gets hurt. Part of the, again the, the problem with with him and. We say that, you know, and Mike Tomlin says, well, he's better on the left side than the right. <clears throat> because of how things broke his rookie year, mm-hmm. if you remember, 
that train that training camp, but that was during COVID. We're at the stadium the entire time. the The idea was that was that uh, the the battle was going to be at right tackle between Zach Banner and Chooks Akora for right. And so they're they're just and they weren't they're just playing him at 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 the left tackle because Zach Banner got hurt. So now you're you're down to uh, you know just Chooks Akora for there. Mm-hmm. Banner's not in the equation. And then when Banner did come back and they wanted to switch. They were they moved a quarter forward to left tackle. I'm trying to think how that went. I'm I'm for following like, along. Yeah, for like a day and a half. Okay. And then Banner got <laughs> and they and they took and they put Dan Moore at right tackle with the second team. Mm-hmm. And then Zach Banner got hurt again. Yeah, I remember. And that. So they flogged flipped, up the works. They flipped him back. Right. Oh, well, the rookies played all. He's gotten all of his snaps at the left side. Let's move him back over there. And a quarter forward been your starting right tackle. So put him over there. Put him over there. Oh, it'll be interesting. I mean, if they draft a Mims or a Guyton or Fuaga's probably different because I think he's just you're the right tackle. He's plug and you're play. You're fine. Yeah, I, I think, and I think you might have to do that with Mims or Guyton too. I, th- I think Latham and Fuaga are plug and play guys. Yeah, I, I haven't even mentioned Latham anymore because I think he's so going to go in the top ten. They can't all go in the top ten. Though. True, true. So if if Fashanu and and uh, I think Fashanu could fall a little. I think he could too because I don't think he'll test. Tremendous year. Um, so, at what point, if you're the Steelers, because I think there's a little bit of a gap between those two guys and the Guytons and Mims. Whereas, I think my uh, gap is less than yours. I think those, those two guys are plug and play. But there's the other two their guys, availability early is is, is not is you're not going to you're not going to just plug them at the right side and say okay, uh, Broderick, you're the you're the left tackle. Well, let me throw another thing at you here because I. Daniel Jones mocked the Washington kid to the Steelers. Yeah. Would you just put him at right tackle? Potentially. I mean, if if you're not looking at... But he was a left in college as well. Yeah, He's not yeah, right. not necessarily going to be a left in... in, in uh, His skill pros. set to me implies more traditional right than left. The key I, for him is, you know, what's his, what is his arm length going to be? I'd he's like six four. He's a little shorter. He's a little shorter. But if his arms are long enough, mm-hmm. if it's not bad, yeah, maybe he's also one more name to the mix. Yeah, because I found it and odd. Then you'd that have a third DJ put him with the a Steelers. third plug and play right. Right, tackle. right, right, right. I mean, he's ready to go now. Although yeah. it's a position change. Yeah, but he'd have a lot of time to make that position. You have change. the entire off season to work on that. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, I mean, I mean those are the, if it those... doesn't work out, James Daniels a free agent. He might be the right guard the year after, or right. you know. It, that's why DJ put him there. Is like he's going to be a starter for five years somewhere. Yeah. Um, my question is, if one of the, if at what point, if those tackles could do go happen to go off the board early, do you do you think about making a, a jump up like they did last year, mm. um, to go get one of those guys who are the plug and play guys as opposed to the guy that's going to be a developmental guy? Yeah, but from what I, re- I think it's different than last year because the fourth guy last year, I don't remember even who it was. If we don't count Skoronsky. It was, it was, he went to Jacksonville, uh, the Oklahoma. I game. thought there was a massive gap there, yeah. though. I mean, I thought there was three really good tackle prospects, Wright, Johnson, Jones, where this one, maybe they aren't as plug and play. Mims and Guyton, to me, are still phenomenal prospects that I, 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 I'd rather trade back and take one of them than trade up to get the third guy or the fourth guy. But four in the top 20, I mean, Mims is the, or, yeah, no. Uh, Latham is the one that maybe I'd trade up for. If he's yeah. there at 15 or 16, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, wow. We did a mock draft, uh, you know, pre uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. where he fell to 20. And I'm just like, there's your pick. That's an easy one. To That's make. an easy one. I don't know if Fawaga's as, I don't think he's as easy as that. I, I think you could have a conversation of Fawaga versus Guyton versus Mims, even though he is closer to playing now. I think Fawaga is. I like them all. A, a 12 year starter in the league. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, I like them all a lot. Yeah. But I could definitely see, I could see any order. The question then becomes. Especially if they work out. If you're the Steelers and let's say you have those tack, those four tackles mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, rated highly, including the, the Washington kid. But then you have that a little bit of a gap between the other plug and play guy between, mm-hmm. uh, after those guys, these guys, Mims and, uh, and Guyton aren't plug and play guys. Or Jackson Powers Johnson. And the- See, again, if I'm putting a chip down on the first day of March and no one gets hurt, I think your week 10 starters from left to right are Jones, Siamalu, free agent center, Daniels, first-round pick. But how you get there could be rocky, which right. is how we've talked about for the last 10 and or 15 I don't know minutes. after the past two seasons, I don't know if I'm ready to – wouldn't you like to hit the ground running? A little bit because you're going to have a new offense here as well. It's good. You have to feel feel like that's going to take a couple of weeks to. I mean, the more we talk through this, out. I think this is why you pay your offensive line coach to get your first round pick ready for week one, <laughs> and you help them. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. You keep Darnell Washington on that side, or you know, you help them. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting how that works out. But I I do believe, as we sit here mm-hmm. on March the first, at the combine, the Steelers' first round draft pick is if I had to put money down on it, would be an offensive lineman. Me too. Me too. It, it would because be. I think the corner class is much deeper mm-hmm. in terms of the. The know, day two guys would, would be suitable. Yeah. Um, I'd go so far as to say a tackle too. I mean, I, I, but an offensive lineman, I'd feel very comfortable. Very comfortable. Yeah. 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 Extremely so. Uh, we're going to get to another break. He right. is the one more, Matt right? Williamson. We got one more segment left here on the show. Gerard Schaefer. Very happy about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we are live at the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. He's Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly, and we will be back with more on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio right after this. Live from the 2024 NFL Combine, this is Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williams, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh. And we are coming to you live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis. And uh, the uh, wrapping it up. We are wrapping it up here. How do you look at Graham Barton out of Duke in that conversation? Center only, guard six, only. Six five three fourteen, like a, mm. you know, he's he's. You might have two needs. You might have two needs. I don't think he's a top twenty player though. Yeah, that's, that's a trade down. He's a solid prospect. He's a solid prospect. That's interesting because, again, we were talking to Dane and we were, and I mentioned I'm like yeah, but you know, unfortunately he's going to be. Not there in the second round for the Steelers, right. and I can't take him in the top twenty. He's like, yeah, I totally agree. But then he said he easily could still sneak in the first round. And I mentioned to him, I was like, you know, like the Niners. The Niners have four spots on their O line where they need help. I'd be thrilled if I got him as a nine. Right. You know, he maybe he's my right tackle. He's my right. Plug him somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So 
if you don't have a center signed or it's a cheaper one or someone that's not a slam dunk and you tried Barton at right tackle until he failed, you know, with with the backup plan being center or a year from now guard, he's going to help you. But the problem with that plan is I think then you need to sign a right tackle, which I don't want to do. Because what if he fails? Well, you still have Dan Moore. But he has to go to right. Or I guess Broderick could go to right. Broderick stays at right. Stays at right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the plan. I mean, there's the whole machinations of the this offensive line. Um, my thoughts are though, like from now, what are the what are the Steelers telling Broderick to practice right now, left or right? Well, he's not practicing anything right now. He's doing something. I mean, he's he's working he's out, working on a stance, yeah. and he's doing his own stuff. Or you know, I mean, he's you know, you working out of a left left tackle stance both. or right tackle stance. I'm telling you them both. Say we're because you just don't though. know. Or right now, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so right now all he's doing is working on his foot speed or working on, you know, his strength or Stand whatever. Jape and all that yeah. stuff. Okay. I, I I would just love for him to know what position he's playing. Well, you, he'll know when they open OTAs. I mean, he'd probably know he'll, after the draft. He'll know exactly where he's going to be lining up at. We've got another month here before, and he'll know exactly where he's going to line up at. Maybe they're comfortable enough that because the fact they threw him in the right and he was so good, maybe they're comfortable enough to say, he may not have to practice like crazy to either one. You know, we're just going right. to throw him in, and he's still our best guy. Possible. So, if you drafted Barton, would you start him? I mean, would he? It depends on what I do in free agency here. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if I sign a center, okay, uh, Graham, you're going to work at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't do anything, you said, Graham, you're going to work at center. Like if you gave him to me today, I know the world doesn't work that way. Yeah. Then I've eliminated my center need. Right. I, I'm just going to say you're a center. Right? You're a center. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But, but I'm not. 100% sold that he can't be a right tackle. One of the other things that Omar talked about, and he mentioned it multiple times yesterday, Omar Khan, the Steelers mm-hmm. GM, when he spoke, uh, was how much he values position flexibility on the offensive line. They seem to have a little less of that than they have in the past. They, they, that's a te- I mean, I think Tomlin's stressed that for years and years, too. There's not many guard tackles or tackle set or, you know, there are some guard centers. I think they have more flexibility than some other teams. Yeah, if Daniels is a center, if Herbig's a center, or able to do it, or willing to do it, or can thrive doing it, but Moore's only a left. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Barton, it would be a very versatile piece that would help somewhere. Yeah, I doubt he'd be terrible at right tackle. I just don't know that he's one of those. He's not one of those twenty-four guys that are surefire first-round picks. I don't think so either. Yeah. I mean, I would need a nice chunk in a trade down. Yeah, you know, a nice but that haul would, of uh, picks. The availability then of I guys might draft like, a right tackle in the third yeah. round, the, the Harris kid or somebody. You know what I mean? The availability of or guys Van like that or, yeah. makes this. You know, if I if I get an extra third-round pick out of it, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and then you I'm know? drafting the Yale kid too. Now maybe or, I draft yeah, two right. cornerbacks too, or mm-hmm. you know, now I get my inside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's I want. the thing. Is you get a bunch of day two picks. Doesn't look bad either. Yeah. Yeah. That are going to fill in some needs and make my team younger. And cheaper. And cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all different ways to no, go. It's, it's fun. It's, it's right. part, of, part of this whole process. Uh, it's fun. I've written off Barfield and I've written off, um, I always forget his name, the the Washington tackle. Um, he's he's going to be a first round pick. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a good player. Uh, just and they both have position versatility. I just don't know that they're in the mix for the Steelers. But 
you, you would find a spot for them. Yeah. You know, they'd be your, one of your best five, which isn't the worst thing in the world. No. My laptop is acting up something fierce here, and I don't know what the deal is. That's a bottom of the ninth. You don't need it. I don't need it. I would just well, talk off the top for, for our heads here. Um, <laughs> I don't need to see what's going on in the world. <laughs> that was always our problem when, when we used to do the shows at training camp. Uh, if you remember when we were down by the gate. Oh, yeah. Where all the fans come in at. And we couldn't. The Wi-Fi didn't work down there. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're doing a you know, two or three hour radio show with, with no, no access whatsoever to anything that's happening out in the outside world. Right. Or any articles or databases <laughs> or things we use. And, like right, we right. start talking about something. And I want to go to. I, I can't look nope. this up. I can't. Yeah. What's his height weight again? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm right. guessing. <laughs> um, so let's just take a minute here for this thing to reload here. But uh, it's been a good week, Matt. No, it has. It has. The, the buzz around here is great. Um, it sounds ludicrous, but we get a nice ride home and I will watch combine tonight. Like I feel, <laughs> I always feel like I'm behind. I couldn't watch any of it last night because we don't have it at the hotel. Yeah. Um, I'm having a little bit of an, an issue with uh, my foot here. And so I walked to the closest place to eat, mm-hmm. uh, last night and they didn't have it on there. So I'm watching it on my phone. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting at the, you know, sitting there as, I, as I'm eating and I'm watching guys run on my phone. Yeah. Like. I remember most years we find in a bar with it. Right. <laughs> I, I say this every year, though, like uh, probably on the last day that I've been at the combine for four nights now. And I feel very behind on the combine. Yeah. You yeah. kind of lose track of everything else that's going on, mm-hmm. because if we're not here on the air, which we've been four hours a day. Yeah. You're walking for to and fro. Mm-hmm. And it's not close walk. And there's it's a walkable. And the first couple of days, there's no events. Right. So when they hit, they hit like a tidal wave. And I'm scrambling. So when I get home, I'll buckle down in my lazy boy and I'll just watch and watch and watch. And I like to hear the commentary, too. And, you know, that's why I like to, like, walk around and listen to the guys talk. I may not necessarily be writing anything about that particular player. Or mm-hmm. if I hear something that's interesting, I might write about it. But I just want to I, I want to see how they handle questions, how they do yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of things. So I'm psyched <laughs> to watch it. I mean, I'll go back and I'll start with the defensive lineman tonight. So it used to be here that. The, the biggest question that was asked to everybody, it was asked to every single guy. Hey, did you visit with the Eagles? Did you visit oh, with, the, with the Saints? Well, yes, they visited with everybody. With everybody. With everybody. Right, right, right. It, It's almost a bit at this yeah, point. You it, know, it really yeah, is. Right. Well, now. Hey, did you hear also, from the Titans? They've yeah, also let Titans. some, apparently let some TikTokers or something in here. And they're shooting, like trying to get viral videos over there, guys. Talking about it. one, I think it was a defensive back or a wide receiver. I don't remember because it. Asking if he believes if the earth, the earth is round. I mean, come on. <laughs> what are we doing here? This isn't. Yeah. Uh, that's not what this is for. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, you know, people wonder why the like players, oh, they, they, he, because this just, week hasn't been hard enough on them. They lump right. all that stuff in as media guys. And they aren't media They're guys. They're not the same. They're it's not, not the same. Right. They're not credentialed with a team type guy. Covering the league and covering the football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't, I don't care necessarily who's who you know who's, who's your favorite uh superhero philosopher or, or yeah, superhero right, right, right. What, what kind of animal would you like to be and he, he asked these guys a bunch of those questions someone's going to say something goofy and then, and then oh, oh i got look i got it right yeah, yeah that's what they're trying to do there and it just drives me nuts i remember like when jared goff came out he, he i think he said it wrong but he didn't know if the sun set in the west or the east or whatever like you know how many questions he's asked and, you know, all day, every day, and one comes out of your mouth wrong, and that's all anyone remembers. Yeah. Like, just leave me alone. You know? <laughs> uh, it's just, 
you get 15 minutes with these guys when they're on the podium mm-hmm. and you're wasting time asking how many different teams they visited with 32 the different people. Like all of them. They, right, they, right. They, I've talked to everybody. Yeah. I've yeah. talked to everybody. Yeah. Right. And, and then the, you know, stuff like that, just, you know, you can't do anything substantial on a guy when those when questions are nonsense. Yeah. That's right. 15 and minutes tr- goes by pretty quick. They've tried to get the teams away from asking those kind of questions of players. Okay. You know, Hey, you know, if you could be, what's your spirit animal? <laughs> <laughs> come on man right you know they don't want teams asking questions like that anymore They're gotten away from that and ask, now you get ask them who was the best receiver they ever played with or you know whatever something football yeah. related or boy you had an interesting history growing up in foreign country yeah you know, how's that influenced your life you know whatever i mean just something that matters more substantial things i want you want to learn more about the, the player as opposed to what his spirit animal would be. <laughs> yes you know um, i know wes is, is a you know a, a, a a rabid chipmunk. That's his, <laughs> that's his spirit animal. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Oy, it's getting oy, late oy. in the week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're winding down here, Matt. And, um, it's, it's been, been a good fun. week. Yeah. It's, it's been, been fun. Week. A lot of good guests on the uh, shows this week. A lot of fun. Uh, great. Yeah. A lot of fun talk. Thanks to all those guys. Learn some stuff. Um, definitely learn some stuff. Yeah. Um, you start to, uh, and we're back at it Monday, right? We are back at it Monday. We'll get, get home and kind of digest this whole thing. It might be. Yeah. You know, there'll be a lot of, of combine stuff to discuss. I yeah. mean, what they do on the field and heights and weights and more you know, my, uh, you know, my, my big board again here and start looking at uh, we got triple takes coming up here. We're going to start breaking these positions down starting uh, mm-hmm. this, this week, actually. Yeah. I guess this week coming up. I start writing this weekend. So I'll uh, start, uh, start putting those together and getting, getting a better idea of how my board breaks down and, and those kind of things as will you and mm-hmm. Mike Pursuit as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a couple of positions that are, non stealer related that I haven't really sunk Dug into, into yet. Yeah, yeah. Right. Including quarterback. Yeah. So uh, we'll get to do more of that here in the, in the uh, coming weeks here. And of course you continue to follow all of our great uh, draft color coverage on Steelers.com here on Steelers nation radio as well, uh, where we get, uh, all we do is talk NFL and Steelers. Of course. That's, that's what we do uh, year round on these uh, very airwaves. Uh, but uh, that is going to do it for our time. Another week in the books, bud. Absolutely. Yep. Another week here. Another combine in the books. How about it? How about it? It was a good uh, one. Yeah, absolutely. Had a lot of fun. Learned a lot of stuff and uh, ate a lot of bad food. That was tasty. <laughs> bad food <laughs> usually is. Uh, that's the problem. Uh, but that's going to do it for our coverage here on Steelers Nation Radio. The uh, the, the group uh, effort that we had here with Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, Max Starks, Jerry Dulek, of course, my partner, Matt Williamson, and I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening all week long to our coverage here live from the NFL Scouting Combine here in Indianapolis on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.